Isaiah 43 verse 19 says, For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. I love that verse, man. I really do love that verse. Welcome back to the Black Bible. The Black Bible. The Black Bible. The Black Bible. Bible. Message and rhythm. Moments in the Bible that make us go, what? God can take an unfavorable situation and turn it. They don't have that type of insight to say, and I'm going to say maturity. Like I said, I will try my best to stop, but it's going to be like, people who know me, it's going to be written all over my face. Yeah. Church is made of imperfect people trying to serve a perfect Welcome back to the Black Bible, and this week's topic is You've Changed, and That's Okay. We are going to be covering personal change, when you make the choice to change, the fight to change, except in the past, and we're going to end it off with friends and environment, and we're just going to really just kind of sort of talk about our own experiences when it came to making the choice to change for the be- for the better, whether that be to break out of a bad habit or change our environment, or even something like change the group of people that we're hanging around, all for the betterment of ourselves. And this topic, in my opinion, is going to sound very selfish, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do for yourself. Mm -hmm. So, but first of all, let's just just start from the top, the choice to change. Like, and, and you don't have to go into great detail about it, but in what instance in your life did you see something or feel something and you're like you know what I gotta change this um I think for me it's gosh it was when I went to college Hmm. um I realized that I was doing a lot of things for my mother's approval when I went Um, and I realized that that wasn't really healthy. Right. Um, because I remember in high school, I remember it came down to the last moments of the semester of my senior year, and I was so worried that I wasn't going to be in the top 10%. Um, and I was so frightened that, you know, like, oh, my mom's going to be so upset with me. My mom's going to be so upset with me. Like, not even my dad. Like, my mom is going to be so upset with me. Right. And so I got to college, um, and I, first of all, I wanted to be an engineer. But then, like, I kind of talked myself out of it. And I said, okay, I'm going to do psychology, like my mom, um, which I loved. But don't get me wrong, but I should have been an engineer. Like, that's just the bottom line. Right. Um, or something doing with the creative being, building things and creating things. Cause I mean, that's just, that's just how I am. But I decided to do psychology and I fell in love with music and I've always been in love with music. And I told my mother, I said, I'm going to change, I'm going to be a music major and I'm going to be a psych minor. And she looked at me dead in my face and said, what are you going to do with that degree? Mm. And I said, okay, I'll just stick with my psychology major. Um, but then I, I, I felt like literally I, this is what I knew for the moment and the season that I had to do. Like everything in me was like, yes, you know, I love my psych classes, but these music classes, the ones that I'm taking, they're challenging, but it's so rewarding at the end. And I knew that's kind of like 
I needed to be in that space, that creative space, even if I didn't take it further beyond college, you know, because I mean, I lead worship at my church, so those skills are going to come be handy with me. Right. Um, but I remember saying, oh, I could do this and I could do that. And I'm trying to, you know, ex- make excuses and trying to say, oh, like, it's not just, I don't just have to do this. Like, I can pair it with this. I just don't have to sing. I could, I could be a music therapist. Like, I can do all this stuff. And really and truly, I knew I didn't want to go into therapy. I, I knew that. Um, I, I, I knew that I, my psych degree was really just going to be a, something to appease somebody else. Right. Even though, again, I loved my psychology classes and I loved having this degree because then it opened my mind to other opportunities and other possibilities. But when I stuck my foot down for the first time and said, no, I'm going to be a music major. I'll double major if I have to, but I'm going to be a music major. And I stuck my foot down. That's the first moment where I knew that I had to change. Hmm. Like, I couldn't let... I couldn't let other people try to talk me out of something that I knew in my my soul that I had to do. I couldn't let that happen to me anymore. And so um I I I stuck my foot down and and I, I and and my mom didn't understand. She was like, you know, she didn't get it until she saw how hard it was. Right. Like I think when people say, "Oh, you have a music degree," they think it's really easy, but until they see like the work that had to go into it, she was like, "I think she understood like, no, this is not something that she's not choosing an easy path. Like this is difficult it's stuff." Difficult stuff, right? Um, so yeah, like I think when I reached college and I realized that this is what I want to do and you're not going to stop me. Either you get on board or you get left. Like that's the mentality that I I picked up. That's when I I knew when I when I decided that music was it, it, I knew I had to change. I had had changed my attitude towards, I'm just going to do this so you can be happy. No, it's either you get on board with what I'm going to do, or you get left. Like that's just the bottom line. Mm. What about you? When did you realize you had to change? I think one of the moments, because there was several moments in my life where I realized either I have to change, and I have I have to get out of this situation because mm-hmm. I think that's also an aspect of change too. Mm-hmm. But one moment is. One of my earliest moments that I remember is um, dealing with my emotion, more specifically anger. Mm-hmm. And that when I was younger, well, I wouldn't say when I was, yeah, when I was younger, probably about 12, 10, 12, mm-hmm. 13, I used to get angry really quickly over the smallest things. And I remember one day, and usually that was a result of me having an argument with my mother. And I remember one day, it just, in the middle of the argument, it just clicked. Like, and again, this is me being 13, 14. It mm-hmm. just clicked. Like, you know what? I'm tired of being angry almost all the time. Mm. Like, it, it, it just it just clicked because it, it went from, I used to get angry over the littlest things mm-hmm. to now, back then, I was angry pretty much all, all the, the time. time. I feel that. So, I, I, it just clicked one day. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm tired I'm I'm exhausted. I'm tired of being angry all the time. And from that I I I said to myself, you know what? Again, I didn't know what I knew. I didn't know back then what I knew now about the the power of the mind and the power of positive thinking. Mm-hmm. But I I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to stop being angry. Not necessarily like cut off the ang- emotion, the emotion of anger mm-hmm. completely, 
But like, you know what, in situations where it's not called for, mm. I'm not going to get angry. I'm going to calm myself down. I'm going to think through the situation. I'm going to approach the situation from a different aspect instead of being like 100% all the time, just angry, angry, angry. And it's been, I'm 21 now, 14, it's been about seven years, seven plus years. And mm-hmm. while I may not have complete control mm-hmm. over the emotion of anger, I'm definitely in a better place yeah. emotionally than I was seven years ago. So I want to ask a question, like, because I also, you know me, I've also dealt with um, that emotion of anger. Um, and so I totally understand of being uh, just being angry. Like I, I totally get it. Um, how was that, how was that struggle to change? How was that fight to change for you to change from a person who is totally angry all the time to a person who is like, you know what? I'm, uh, this is not, this is not a situation where it calls for it to be like hothead, mad, hot-headed mad. Let me just take a step back. Let me take a breather. Let me talk, let me talk myself down. How was that process for you? Cause I know for me, it was a hard, hard process. Like there was a lot of tears. There was a lot of God, why me God? There was a lot of, there was a lot of slip ups right. where I have to like, I, I'd slip and then I'd catch myself and beat up on myself because I know so much more. I know what I want to do. I know how, how bad I want to change. So how was that? How was that for you? I say the process. I say the process was relatively difficult mm. because it, it definitely wasn't an easy process. In that, I remember there were times specifically where I, like you said, like I wanted, I wanted to get angry. I wanted to get mad. I wanted to fly off the handle. Mm-hmm. But I, but I told myself like, no, you've been doing good. Mm-hmm. And yes, there was times where where I've where I've slipped up. And again, usually with arguments with, with arguments with my with my mother mm-hmm. is usually the most of the times I would like slip up mm-hmm. and just like you know, fall back into that old habit. Mm-hmm. But I recognized that every time I had slipped up, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, it just showed me like, all right, I'm going to try twice as hard the next, next time. time. Right, And right. so eventually it became, and when I started to, not to get too religious, but mm-hmm. when I started to just read devotionals, mm-hmm. read the word, and just kind of, not the word on top of this reading, like encouragement from different sources, mm-hmm. it really helped me to be like, okay, is one day at a time. Like, okay, today I got angry, but tomorrow I won't get angry. Mm-hmm. Or I could look back on the week, like, okay, I was angry Monday, I was angry Friday. But you know, the good thing is that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. I didn't get angry at all. So it, it was it was a hard fight because the one thing that I do know is that it's easy to kind of sort of slip back into yeah. your old habit. Yeah. I know they say... um. It takes, I think they say it takes 31 days to break a habit. 40, I think. Or 31, 40 days to break a habit. But in my honest opinion, like, there's some habits that it takes, it takes more than 40 days. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some habits to me that it takes years yeah. to get out of. And that's because you've been doing the same thing for this, you've been in the same habit since you were younger. And it, just 40 days is not enough to break you out of something that you've been doing for four or five years. So, but to kind of bring it back, like, it was a very difficult fight, but it it was through the fighting that I've learned that, okay, I got this. Like, yeah. like okay, like, 
again, one day at a time. If I got angry today, tomorrow I'm going to try it twice as hard. Mm-hmm. And if I got if I got angry the next day, then okay, I'm gonna try three times as hard. I'm gonna keep going mm-hmm. until I can until I can say, you know what? I got a handle on this. Yeah. And like I said, like I'm still, even like I said, seven years later, like yeah. I'm still in that fight. I'm still in the trenches fighting because it, it's still nipping at my still nipping at my heel. Right. But I know that I'm a lot better. I'm a lot more stronger than I was seven years ago when I was 14 and I first decided to tackle this. So I know there's certain things or certain tactics I can do to calm mm. myself down and to, to bring back, to bring my mind down from that heightened state of anger. And there's certain things that I know that I have to do. Okay, I have to take time for myself. Yeah. After, after conversation, after argument requires for me to walk away, I'm just going to have to walk away. Yeah. Because it's better I walk away than stay and feed into that feed into that um emotion yeah so i i think again like and i think that just goes to show you like seven years later i'm still fighting that just goes to show you how deeply ingrained it was in my person yeah and me i should say so it's it's it it's for me it's not like an it's not like a hardcore fight Mm -hmm. but it definitely is a it's definitely is a hard fight yeah I could totally agree. Like, I, again, like, even, you know, when it's talking about just, like, I think, I think the biggest change in my life, um, will not only just, like, standing up for myself and telling other, telling our mom that, you know, it's, it's either, this is either you're going to support me or I'm going to do this without you was also anger. Like, and you know, you know how bad it was. Like, it was so bad. And I honestly can, I can, I, I can, I can, I can agree with you. And I, but for me, the fight was so, it was, it was like fighting for my life right. when it came to, for me in anger because it was things I was, it was, I had to learn that. To not react off of being triggered. And and I think it's whew, they got real heavy. <laughs> it's the it's the hardest thing to try to not to react off of being triggered. Right. I agree. Because there's certain things and it'll be arguments that happen and my mind would be triggered. And automatically, the reason why I'm so pissed off or the reason why I'm so angry is because I'm trying to protect myself mm-hmm. from you hurting me. Um, and when I mean hurting me, I mean, I don't mean like you're, I was like punched like, in the like face. Physical, physical but I think hurting. mentally and emotionally, I was so as a, and I think it was around your age, around like. 10 to 16 i was sick and tired of being emotionally beat upon Mm, right like because i always felt like if anything happened it was my fault and so i was angry all the time because i was like this is not my fault this is not my fault and you're blaming me which is not the truth so i think for for sure that fight for that fight of trying to stay calm i even though like i think i think i 
fi- it finally clicked about like 18, 19 when it finally clicked. It clicked later for you, later for me than it did for you because I always constantly felt like I had to fight. Like I always constantly felt like like something was wrong with me. But I'm not going to say 18. I think I think around 18, I realized that I don't have the energy anymore to do this. Right. Um, and so... I mean, I was making the change slowly, but not as rapidly as I wanted to. And I think around 18, I realized I don't have this type of energy. Like, if we're going to fight, you're going to have to be by yourself. <laughs> if I'm, I can't I can't do this anymore. I realized, um, and I, I did realize that earlier, but like later on, like when I, when I, I think I realized, like you said, around 14, I, I think about like 16, I realized I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And by 18, I was like, I don't have the I energy. Don't want I don't have anymore. the energy. Like I really don't have the energy. And so that I have to like really, I have to really, for me, I have to really look in myself and say, especially when I hear those things that makes me, that triggers me, right. I have to say, take a deep breath, take a deep breath, take a deep breath. <laughs> it's okay. Don't, don't, don't get the relax, like relax, relax, relax. And I have to do things, like you said, do things that calm me. Um, and if it, uh, like I said, if it is walking away, um, it's walking away. It's um, sometimes it's just nodding and going, uh-huh. Uh huh. While I'm talking myself down, right. or if I like, if you ever see me just go real quiet and just be like, yeah, and not say anything, that's me just trying to relax my whole entire being. Because what I want to do is tell you how it is and put you in your place. But I think part of that, knowing that, um, is accepting the past. You know, I think part of that is accepting that. This is what has happened, and I, I can't move forward without, I can't look back and move forward at the same time. Right. Like, I have to accept, like, this is what's happened, and that's in the past, and I can't, I, I can't keep going back to the past to and dragging the past with, with me. Mm-hmm. I have to let it go and move forward. I don't know about you, but I feel like accepting the past is such an important part of moving forward. I I do agree. Like I said, on even on top of anger, there's been, as there's sorry, collecting my thoughts. Even even on top of anger, it's like okay, there's been people I've hurt. There's yeah. been things that there's been things that I've done. Yeah. Like and especially like and things that I've done to myself, things mm-hmm. that I've done to family, things that I've done to friends, things yeah. that I I I've done to people that I said I loved and care about. But the thing the thing about it is that. You know, while I'm not proud of those things that I've done, I accept that I have done those things mm. because I feel as if like if you're constantly is I won't, I won't say life isn't like a movie yeah because you know some of those movies where the main character would move to like this back to not backwater but to this um to this low population place Uh and try to start a new life there. And like, you know, they find, they, they find a lover and, you know, they start a family. But the, the thing about it is that, and I know I said, you know, life isn't like a movie, but the thing about some of those movies is that 20 years later, here comes somebody from their old, you know, the old stomping grounds. Yeah. And it's like, oh, aren't you such and such? Oh, you used to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C. And like this person that sees this, their world just crumbling around them. Cause yeah. it's like, I left, oh, I left that place 
to escape from that. Yeah. And now here it is. But it's it's one thing to kind of sort of do that. And it's another thing to kind of sort of like before you leave that place uh-huh. to set everything in order. Yeah. If that makes any sense. To where is that, okay, this was the person that I was here. Yeah. These are the things that I've done in this season. Yeah. These are the things that I've done in this year, in this moment in time, in this week. But I'm no longer, I'm making a decision to no longer be that person. I'm making a decision to no longer do those things that hurted the people that I love or mm-hmm. even hurt myself. And so once you, yes, granted, situations are everybody's situation is different but i feel as if half the like you said half the battle to change is accepting that the person that you the things that you've done mm-hmm. the things you've done that that's what i want to say the that's that's half the battle once you accept that you've did these things you were this person at this point then you're already halfway there because now that you confronted that should it come back to haunt you you say yeah that was me but that's no longer me yeah yeah, I did those things in the past, but I'm not that person now. Mm-hmm. I'm a different. I'm a different person. Mm-hmm. I've I've changed, and I think. And as a as a side note, because I I, I want to make sure I hit everything. I think the notion of um, and I think when you tell people like, okay, say I hurt you, mm-hmm. and years later I come back and you say, no, I've changed. Mm-hmm. I think that the word I've changed. Just, just the word alone, I've changed, mm-hmm. has lost its meaning. Yeah. And that it used to, in my honest opinion, it used to be able that you tell someone that you've changed mm-hmm. and they could believe you at face value. They could believe you, even if, even if you really did change, even if you really didn't change. Yeah. But nowadays, you tell somebody that you've changed and they're like, really, have you? Yeah. Which, in my honest opinion, is kind of a double-edged sword because even if you really did change, it makes it seem as if they don't believe that you have. Yeah. But on the other side, it holds you accountable to your words because if you say you've changed mm-hmm. and the actions that you've done before, you wouldn't do them anymore to me. Yeah. If, uh, I, I don't know about you, but whenever someone comes to me and say, oh, well, I've changed is I no longer, I used to be able to take it at face value, but I no longer take it at face value. Now I'm like, okay, you said that you've changed. Okay, let's see Let's see how you act now. Yeah. Because some people, and again, I, I, I'm getting away from, I'm yeah, getting no, away you're from okay, it. Yeah, you okay, you okay. But some people will say that they've changed and act one way for like six months. Yeah. And then turn back around into the same pattern yeah. that they were before. So... As I said, I don't know about you. I don't know if, if you ever experienced, if you ever had that experience. Like, I I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if you ever had that experience. But for me, like, I've not only experienced it kind of sort of firsthand, but I've also seen, like, my friends experience the same thing where a person will be like, oh, I've changed. And they haven't really changed. They almost put up a front just to get them back into the door with that person. I haven't really experienced that um, firsthand. I don't think I have experienced that firsthand, but I do agree with you where said where you said that the 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 phrase "Oh, I've changed" has is so tainted now, in that again, and I'm not the type of person to believe a person at face value, right. and that's and 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 that's my own personal issues and problems that I have, um, but. When somebody tells me, when if somebody were to tell me that I've changed, I'd really look at them and say. Okay. 
and they know I don't believe them. They because they look in my eyes and say, "Yeah, she does not believe me." I'm like, "That's what you say. That's fine. That's what all my my expression says. That's what you say." But I don't believe you Mm. until the proof is in the pudding. Like until you show me that you've changed. Like, and I think the problem is that words have lost so much of its meaning now. Mm. Because even like, and I'm gonna go back to. I'm going to go back to um, back to our conversation. Even when these people say, "Oh, I love you," that doesn't mean anything until you prove it. Right. Like that, um, I've changed. That doesn't mean to me. That doesn't mean anything until you prove that you've changed. And it's so sad because you want to give people the benefit of a doubt, but the way that the world has shaped, that society has shaped us and molded us, you can say anything that you want and and to be manipulative. Right. And I think that's where we're going to go into, like, family and environment. Because I think the biggest part of you changing um, is knowing that, not family, friends, friends also friends, friends, family, friends, friends, friends and, and environment. environment. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest part of you changing and accepting the change and moving forward is having the right people around you, the right family, friends, and environment. And especially... You don't want people to manipulate you in, back into your old self because that that I've changed part. If you've truly changed and people and you've shown that you've changed, people should accept that, especially if you're changing for the better. But there's some people who would say, oh, you've changed. You're different. And they want to, like, make you feel as though you shouldn't have changed in the first place. Right. And that's why I I have the I have the belief. I don't know if I don't I don't think it's a controversial belief. Mm-hmm. I think pretty much everyone, well, relatively almost everyone, I won't speak for the world, or could agree with me when I say that there are certain when you make the decision to change, there are certain places and certain people you're just gonna have to let go. Yeah. Like there's certain places you can't go anymore. There's certain people you're gonna have to cut off. Yeah. Because like you said, and even even if they don't try to manipulate you and strong arm you, mentally strong arm you mm-hmm. into changing back to who you were. Like there's some people who could only see you for the person you were before the change. Yeah. And they're always gonna and I won't say that they do it on purpose or mm-hmm. maybe they will they do but they're always going to bring up bring who you were up before the change yeah. and and it may seem like I'm contradicting the fact that I said earlier that okay you accepted or someone should bring it up mm-hmm. but there's a difference between someone confronting you with things the confronting you about the things that you've done uh-huh. and someone constantly reminding you, you about yeah. the things big that difference. you've done. Big difference. There's a big difference because that constant reminder is always going to kind of sort of, it's always going to kind of sort of make it, in my opinion, make it more difficult mm-hmm. to focus on moving forward. Right. Because now it's just like you have that constant, that person is constantly in your ear talking about, oh, remember when you did remember when you said remember when you 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 went and and da 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 so now it's it's almost like it's nagging in your ear yeah. like that's almost what it yeah. is and you kind of sort of just like okay i've accepted that i'm no longer that person right but now it's like okay i'm i'm i can't keep my eyes forward because this person is constantly is constantly nagging me about mm-hmm. what i've done in the past I hope I'm making. I hope I'm making. Yeah, sense you're making sense. You're making sense. It's just it's it's hard. 
for you to again is it's almost the same way like if you're trying to read something yeah. and someone is talking to you at the same time. Yeah. It's hard you can only focus on one thing or another. You can only focus on I've I've I I believe there are people out there that can multitask like that. Mm-hmm. But I know for me personally, if someone is talking to me and I'm reading at the same time, I either have to listen to the person talking or I have to focus on reading. Yeah. And if you're like me, you kind of sort of don't want to ignore the person who's yeah. talking because you don't, I mean, at the end of the day, you don't feel good ignoring them. So I feel as if, and I just want to clarify, when I say cut the person off, I don't mean that, because again, today to say that when you cut a person off, you cut them off entirely. Yeah. What I mean is that there's some people that you got to cut off entirely. Yeah. And there's some people you got to keep at an arm's length. Yeah. To whereas that if they were in your inner circle before, they're now on the outside the the now outside your inner circle mm-hmm. like you can still talk to that person and maybe you can even hang out with them once in a while but now it's like okay i got you five feet ten feet or however however short or long your arm is yeah that's what i mean when it's like when i say cutting somebody off because sometimes and again um sometimes it's it's, it's difficult it is. It's, it's difficult. It is because some sometimes you don't want to be that person. Yeah. You know, I know. I don't want to quote Swoozy wrong. Yeah. But I know Swoozy said in one of his videos, instead of focusing on burning bridges, mm-hmm. something about mending bridges, something mm-hmm. like instead of focus on let's build more bridges instead of burning them. Yeah. And sometimes you don't want to be that person, but sometimes it's necessary to be that person to burn that bridge. Yeah. In order to move on. And other times, you can keep that bridge open. Yeah. You could keep that bridge there, but you might want to put a toll booth on the bridge. So it's like, okay, for you to come over, for you to walk over the bridge, you have to pay this fine. Mm -hmm. If that analogy makes any sense. It makes sense. So, yeah, I I think that's just, um, that's just, that's that's just the bottom line, at least that for me. And I feel like we're talking about people coming in and out of your life and cutting people off and it's so true like again you're in, you have to find people who are okay with you and i'm not going to say okay cuz that's just that's a weak term who accept that you have changed who are not going to bring the past back up and throw it in your face you know right. they might bring the past up and say you know you used to be like this but now you're like this and gosh you've changed so much in an encouraging way but not to say oh remember when we did this and remember when you did that like you don't want those type of people around you because you can't move forward when you're constantly being doing the past is constantly being in front of your face like you can only do you can only look at the past you got to look around it and you got to move around it so maybe maybe cutting them off is the perfect thing to do but also you have to know who is in your life for a lifetime and who is in your life for a season and i think that is that is the number one thing with you you've changing and accepting you've changing and 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 being okay with it um cuz there are people who are not okay with you changing there are people there are going to be friends who are not okay with you um doing something different and being different and not trying to do the same thing over and over who who's like sick when you're sick and tired of doing something and you want to be better there's going to be people who's like well you know you think you're better than me because you've changed no i don't think i'm better than you i don't think i'm above i'm think i'm above you 
I've changed because I, this is something that I feel that I've had to do. Right. But those people, there are people in your life that are only here for a season, and there's people in your life who are here for a lifetime. And you have to know the difference. Because um, I think people who are in your life for a season, they're the people who want to manipulate you and and and, and tie you down to your past. Mm-hmm. Um, but people who are there for a lifetime, they understand the need you had, you had to change. Like you don't have to. And I feel like those lifetime people, you don't have to explain why you've changed. You don't have to explain why you'd stop doing this or going there or why you, you started to see a therapist to talk about the things that has happened in your past. Like you don't need to explain it to them because they understand, like they know you and they understood and they saw the, the drive and the, the, the intent behind changing for your own good. So those people who are in your lifetime, you know, you got to, they will, they will be there and support you. But those seasonal people who they want to tie you down to your past, you sometimes like it's best for you to let them go. It's best for you to just move on and let them go and just let it, and just let it rock and let the chips fall where they may. And that's the thing about, and I won't talk for too long because we're almost, almost over time. Yeah. But that's the thing about people, a season versus a lifetime. And that sometimes like when a person is there for a season they're just that they're there for a season like you're gonna have to let them go and letting them go is going to be a very hard thing to do especially Mm -hmm. if it's a person that you've not necessarily poured so much into Mm -hmm. but they've but they, in some form or fashion, poured so much into you. Yeah. If that makes any sense. It makes and sense. And so sometimes a person who's there for a season is not a negative thing. It's a positive thing. Because sometimes God will place a person in your life for a season mm-hmm. to kind of bring you out mm-hmm. of a place that you're in. And then to, they'll place a person for a season to kind of push you, propel you into your, to kind of light the match to propel you into your destiny. Yeah. Like, and it's sad because that person that's only there for a season could be like a really good friend. It mm-hmm. could be like a really good person to you. Like they treated you really well. But yeah. at the end of the day, you and that person was only meant to meet for that specific time in your life. And, oof, and it's, tough yeah and it's hard yeah and it sucks yeah but at the same time by you holding on to that person who's only there for a season you're not only hurting yourself but you're hurting them also yeah if, if that makes any sense that makes sense and so i believe that there's some people like i said some people for i mean i don't have to talk about people for a lifetime because it does that like they're the people who only thing that's going to separate you guys is death yeah that's it but people for a season, like, I believe there's some people who only show up in your life for one season. Mm-hmm. Some people only show up in your life for multiple seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, they could skip, they could show up in season one, three, five, and seven, like mm-hmm. a recurring character on a TV show. Yeah. And there's some people who only show up in season seven. So, but at the end of the day, if they're seasonal, you got to let them go at some point. Yeah. And it's okay to kind of look back and laugh at the memories, but you got to move on. Yeah. If, 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 if I'm making any sense, I don't no, mean to get too, I don't mean to get too sense. deep, but 
you gotta you gotta eventually let them go, whether let them go as let yes, let them go as a person. Yeah. Let them go as who they were to you in your life. Yeah. And let them go even certain memories like and yeah, even certain memories, not to contradict myself just from moments earlier, but mm. even certain memories you're gonna have to let go. Yeah. Because if you hold on to that person, you hold on to who they were in your life, you hold on to the memory of them, you're never gonna want to let that go. Yeah. And you're all you're gonna be stuck in a cycle of hurting not only you but also hurting them. And there's one thing I know about God is that it's better for you to let go willingly, yeah, than for God to to forcibly let them go for you, because it's gonna hurt a lot more yeah, if God has to if God has to pry them out your hands than you just saying, you know what? Thank you for being here in this season. If we meet again in a different season, you know that that's good but if not thank you for who you thank you for the things that you've done for me thank you for being there for me thank you for feeding into me and and edifying me in a way that in the way that god has laid on your heart to do Mm -hmm. and i wish you the best in your life and i want to make this caveat before you know like i make this other point we were talking about our mom she's a very very influential part in letting us know that it's okay to change you know I mean, I know we talked about us arguing before, so she's not crazy. We don't want to put that out there. But, like, as a person, like, knowing that we needed to change, she's a very influential part of saying, okay, you're growing up, and that's okay. You're changing, and that's okay. So I want to put that out there just so people don't be like, their mom sounds horrible. No, (laughs) she's not horrible. (laughs) It's just that we were butting heads because we were growing and changing so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, and the thing about parenting is another thing about changing and growing is that you're no one, there's no manual about parenting. Right. So like as your child is growing, you're also growing. So you're learning how to parent and be a parent and parenting at the same time, as well as you you as a child are being parented while your parents are learning how to parent at the same time. So I think that's why we are always butting heads because we had different she had a different background and we were being right. We were here in America seeing different things. So that's another thing. Another point that I want to make is when we talk about change, I always think about trees um, and seasons and trees, Um, not evergreens because evergreens stay green, but especially here in Georgia, we get a lot of the different seasons. And so in the winter, there's no, unless you're evergreen tree, there's no leaves on the tree, you know? Um, and then spring comes around and you see little shoots coming out. Um, and then it's full blown spring and the trees are full and it's green and everything looks nice. But then summer comes and you can tell that, you know, the seasons are starting to change because then the leaves start turning just a touch, you know, they start falling off the tree just a touch. Um, and then by the time summer turns into fall, it's, it's, yellow trees the leaves are turning yellow and red and brown and not only that the tree is shedding these leaves and so when i think about us as humans that we are trees like leaves are people who are only here for a season roots are people who are here for a lifetime and so and then you might ask what about the branches yeah no branches fall off too so i mean but when you think about it leaves are here for people or our people for a season because the seasons change they fall off wind blow they fall off rain comes they fall off like they're, they're only here for a moment but roots are what keeps you grounded and so if you can know if you know who your roots are 
those people those people you should hold on to for dear life but those 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 leaves that you know things happen and they they disappear and it's okay like like i said it sucks but it's it's something that has to happen right every every you know like if the leaves i don't know what would happen if a tree kept kept its leaves you know what what would occur would 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 all that energy that it need to survive the winter it will go out to to the leaves wouldn't it so like it's okay for you to lose some leaves to lose some friends and even some family like i i'm very adamant on you know just because you're blood relatives doesn't mean you have to stay connected right like if they're toxic if they're people who are manipulating you and hurting you and they they don't like to see you succeed and prosper and be everything that you're called to be you have all right regardless if they are related to you by blood or not to say you know what i I can't deal with you anymore like it, it you have all right like it's not blood does not mean that you have to stay in a toxic situation um being related does not mean that you have to put up with toxic people. Mm. Like you, you don't have to, and it and it sucks because then you know these are the people you know from your childhood. These are the people that you grew up with. But once you realize that I can't deal with this anymore, like you're there, there's a the situation needs to needs to change. You've changed, and the situation needs to change. You have all right to cut them off and be like, I'm not about to deal with this until you can get it together. Mm. But the quote I want to leave with you all is this quote by Oprah and she says we can't become what we need to be by remaining what we are we can't become what we need to be by remaining what we are so as humans we're supposed to change yeah we're supposed to grow like that that's the whole point like except for those who are have genetic issues like we go from a baby to a toddler to a preteen to a teenager to an adult to an old person and into bones so like we are changing physically so why shouldn't we change mentally why shouldn't we change emotionally why shouldn't we grow spiritually and if you are in a place or if you're around people who don't want you to change then i think it's time to make that change but don't change and leave and cut them off and you know You've give especially if you're giving them chance after chance after chance to say, "Hey, you know, this is who I am now. Just accept me as who I am now." Like, and they don't want to. You have it's okay. Make that change. Throw a pebble in the water. Make a wave. Make a change. Look at the man in the mirror. Look at the man in the mirror. Look at your surroundings, your environment, the people you're connected to. Keep the roots. Let go of the leaves and move on with your life. So. We thank you so much for listening to our topic of you changed and that's okay. And literally it's okay. Um, and we'll see you next week. Also next week is a Spotify exclusive on music. That's not the right topic. Message and rhythm. rhythm. So listen out, listen to our Spotify for when we talk about some music that, that we really loved in Christian music. Um, And we will see you guys next month if you don't see us next week.